You are listening to Haftarah, the Shir series, where we explore the connections between the Parsha Shavua and its corresponding Haftarah. However, here at the database with Rabbi Yeshua Eisenberg, this week's Parsha is actually an interruption from our Parsha Shavua program, and that is because this Shabbos will be the second day of Shavuos, which means that Friday will be the first day of Shavuos. And if that is the case, then for the first and second days of Shavuos, there is a special Haftarah, one for each day, and we are going to discuss both of them in these two Shirim. Respectively, we have one of the most famous Haftaras, the Haftarah of the Maisa Merkava, as it is referred to by Chazal, the opening parak of Sefer Yechezkel, which is the headquarters for all of Kabbalah. We'll have to talk about why this is the special reading for the first day of Shavuos. And then on the second day of Shavuos, we have a very unique Haftarah, the only time that we open up Sefer Chavakuk. Now, it is not the only time that we have a Haftarah that is the only time that we read that Sefer. For example, on Yom Kippur, it's the only time that we read Yonah. And for Parshas Vayishlach, that's the only time we read Ovadia. And um, this uh, usually happens, I believe, when it comes to the Treyasar, um, that uh, in this case, um, for the second day of Shavuos, we only read Chavakuk. But the Haftarah for the second day of, of Shavuos is particularly unique because of the Piyot of Yetziv Pisgam, which is recited in the middle. And a couple of years ago on Baltzfila Workshop, we discussed Yitziv Piskam, the enigma that it is, what's it doing in the Haftarah. Very, very strange. And perhaps when we do the Haftarah Shir for, for Chavakuk, for the second day of Shavuos, which will be in the subsequent Shir, I'll also include the link to the Baltzfila Workshop where we talked about Yitziv Piskam. Uh, but in the meantime, we're going to focus on the first Haftarah, for the first day of Shavuos, and that is again the opening parak of Sefer Yechezkel, as I dedicate this shir And again, this uh, Haftarah from Yechezkel, it comes to us, it really it begins with the first parak, so parak Aleph, Sukim Aleph through Chavches, and then it concludes with one Pasuk from parak Gimel, that is Pasuk Yud Bez in parak Gimel, so 312. And we discussed this Haftarah briefly, actually, when we were doing the Haftarah for Parshas Yisro. Yisro um, is the Kriyas HaTorah for the first day of Shavuos, and of course it is the Kriyas HaTorah for Parshas Yisro. And both uh, Yisro and Shavuos um, remind us of Kabbalah Torah. Yisro is the Parsha of Kabbalah Torah, um, accompanied by Mishpatim as well. And in fact, Mishpatim is read for the second day of Shavuos. And, of course, Shavuos is the day that Chazal tells us is Man Matan Teresenu, and it's the day that we receive the Torah. So, something to perhaps think about is why it is that we have a different reading to accompany the Kriyas Torah than that which we find for Yisro. Now, perhaps you'll say as a general rule, we try not to repeat readings, and very rarely in a Haftarah cycle do we repeat. Are there repetitions? There are. But we try as much as possible not to. This is something we spoke about when it came to the Parsha before Yisra, which is Parsha B'Shalach, which discussed Kriyas Yamsuf. And we spoke about the difference between the Haftarah for Parsha B'Shalach and that of the Shvi'i Shal Pesach, when again we are reading Kriyas Yamsuf. And we spoke about the connections, the association between them, them, and of course the differences. And a similar discussion can be had with regards to the Haftarah for Yisra versus the Haftarah for, um, for um, Shavuos. And there, in fact, is a connection between them. If you go back into the archives and you listen to the Shir, the Haftarah Shir for Parshas Yisra, you will find a Haftarah from 
Sefer Yeshayahu. And that Haftarah from Sefer Yeshayahu is often seen as the alternative version of our Haftarah from Yechezkel. So Yeshaya, um, Perak Vav, Pesukim Aleph, and which goes all the way to Perak Zion, Pasuk um, Vav. And then there's a line at the very end, a couple of lines at the very end from Perak Tess, and that is He through Vav. So on um, the Yeshayahu is 6, 1 to 7, 6, then 9, 5 to 6, um, if you could follow that. So th- that was the Haftarah for Yisro. And then we have the Haftarah for today, the Haftarah for the first day of Shavuos, from Sefer Yechezkel, a completely different Navi. Now, what is the association between them? So, uh, according to Mesorah, both the passage from Yeshayahu and the passage from Yechezkel share the commonality that they are both discussing the Maisa Merkava, the special divine chariot that Klal Yisrael apparently witnessed at Kabbalah Satorah at Har Sinai during the revelation, during the Gibbe Shechina, whatever it means, whatever it looked like, however they were able, able to perceive it through their, their level of Nevuah, but there was the Maisa Merkava, and there was one rendition of the Maisa Merkava in Yishayahu that I referred to in the Parshas Yisro Haftarashir as the Merkava light, or the diet version of the Merkava. It was a less intense version, but it describes various images of angels. And then Yechezkel has the more intense version, the heavier version of the Merkava. And, and, I, and I say this because Chazal ascribes such gravity to the Haftarah from, the, from Yechezkel, the Maisa Merkava, and that is because apparently, it is, as we mentioned before, it is the headquarters for all of Kabbalah. All of the secrets of Torah are there. It describes images which we can only appreciate on a pshat level, I guess, when it describes the images of angels, the different names of the angels, what were the images that were featured on the Kisei HaKavo, the throne of Hashem's glory, which, of course, we don't really know what that means in, in its actual sense. If we have a physical manifestation just to explain what it means so that our ears can uh, understand it. Um, it's use, it uses physical imagery to describe it, as we find many times in Navi. But, of course, the Navi is laden with riddles and metaphors that we can't truly appreciate. And apparently the secrets of Kabbalah, which is the sort of spiritual science of the universe, so all of that is really hinted to in those psukim, and you really have to be someone of a high level of not just Torah scholarship, but we're talking about you know levels of ruchnius to be able to really appreciate it. Um, we we know that the Gemara cautions one not to publicly darshan the psukim of the Maisim Merkava, which we are not going to be doing for that reason. Um, and um, and really, there's only a certain age when you're supposed to start learning Kabbalah, and the start of all of that is in the Maisa Merkava. The Gemara records famous stories about different uh, Tanai Mamarim who wanted to try to learn the Merkava, and either something bad happened to them, or the Rebbe refused to teach it to them. So there are a lot of secrets here, and for that reason we are very much not going to be able to uncover all of the um, those secrets, or maybe even any of those secrets. But what I would want to discuss at the very least is what this Haftarah does for us when we are reading it, because we read it apparently, we do read it, there's an English translation in the Tanakh, in the Machser, so you could find it, but the question is, what is this doing as our Haftarah? Um, you know, when it comes to um, considering um, stories that connect to Kabbalah Satorah, if that's the theme we want to go with, so for the Megillahs, at least, you know, we read Megillah's Rus, which um, one of the connections at the very least is that Rus goes through her own Kabbalah Satorah, she has that experience, and if that's true, maybe we ought to find 
some other parallel story in Navi. Now, I would have to suggest a better alternative in Al-Regalachos. I don't have that at the moment right now, where someone is recommitting themselves to Torah. But you can find several stories, perhaps in Shoftim or Malachim, where there is someone who, where, where, where the Nevi'im or the Shoftim are warning Klaistral against doing Zara and Klaistral does Tshuva. And we saw similar Haftaras in the past, for example, some of the ones that we saw in Pesach regarding the Teshuva movement of Yoshiahu HaMelech and, and other, uh, other such stories. So, you know, it's not like there weren't stories to go around that, that connected the theme of Kabbalah Satora, but we went with this one. And we not only did we go with it, but we sort of went with it twice, because we went with it for Parashas Yisro when it came to the Haftarah for Mishayahu, the Merkava light. And then we go for it again on Shavuos itself when we read the more intense version of the Maisa Merkava from Yechezkel. So the question is, why exactly is this our choice reading? And the first place perhaps to look is in those Midrashim that suggest that Kla Yisrael actually saw at Har Sinai, they saw the, uh, the, the images of the Kisei HaKavod and then the Divine Chariot, that is the Maisei Merkava, um, and they, they saw these images. So we read about the images. And perhaps uh, something to consider then, if that's the case, is that on whatever level that we can appreciate it, we're trying to appreciate that Shavuos is apparently not just a time of, let's say, Torah learning. And it's not just a time of, you know, uh, committing ourselves to Torah. And it is all of those things. I'm not going to say it's not. It for sure is all of those things. But apparently there's something that once you've gone through the Tikkun Lel Shavuos, you were learning on the night of Shavuos, we come to morning and where we could, where some people are barely staying awake at that time, and I've, I've heard maybe suggested in jest that the reason why we can read the Merkava at that time is maybe because no one's really paying attention anyway because everyone's tired and, and sleepy. But if you're someone who's doing things in a lichatchile way and you have the right energy, somehow you, you, you positioned yourself and situated yourself that you have the right energy in the morning, maybe you had the right amount of coffee, maybe you had the right amount of rest beforehand, maybe you are just that inspired. And if that's the case, you're listening to the Merkava intently. And then what? So... Perhaps a suggestion that can be made is that beyond receiving the Torah, beyond committing yourselves to Torah, that you're going to be better, a better Jew, you're going to follow the Torah more, I want to suggest that really, Shavuos night, Leil Shavuos, and Yom of the Chag of Shavuos, these are days of Gilei Shechina. These are, these are days of revelation. And not just days of revelation, but these are days of revelation where we earn the revelation by engaging in the Torah, by going through Sfiras Omer. And I say this because of what we find really as the, the you can call it a complex of the high level of Nevoah that we reached when we left Mitzrayim through Kriyas Yamsuf, and then what happened shortly after that. Chazal tell us that when we left Mitzrayim, so we were on... At first, we were on a very low level of Avodazara and Tumah, the 49th level of Tumah, just before the 50th, where there would have been a point of no return. And of course, that's why we have the Sphere Somer process. But somewhere in between all of that, before really, like before the, the moments of Pesach in and of itself, and then the beginning of Sphere Somer, somewhere in the middle, we were somehow Zoha to be on the highest level of Nevuah. When was that? During Kriyas Yamsuf. And what was the level we were on? Well, just to put it into perspective, the Medrash says that even a Shifcha from the Bnei Israel at that time, she saw, a Shifcha al-Hayam, 
she saw greater than that which was witnessed by Yechezkel ben Buzi, the host of our Haftarah right now, the speaker, the Navi of our Haftarah, Yechezkel himself, she saw greater than what he saw. So if the deepest levels of Nevuah that we have in a single Haftarah, in a single spot in Navi, come from the Maisim Merkava, so Shavuos is telling us, apparently, that that's where we want to get back to, at the very least, the Merkava itself. Because what happened after the Shifcha al-Hayam saw the Nevuos of Yechezkel ben Buzi? What happened shortly after that? Where did that high level of Nevuah go? And the answer is, well, on Pesach, Hashem skyrocketed us up to the highest levels of Torah, the highest levels of, of immediate Tahara and Kedusha. That was Leil Seder. That was Shvi Ishal Pesach. But then Hashem, after skyrocketing us, He pulled the ground out from beneath us. He took everything away, kind of like that, that, like the tradition from the Gemara Nida, the angel hits us on the lip, and then we lose everything. And... Why did Hashem give it to us in the first place? And Salvechik explained, the reason is that Hashem had to put it into our system so that we know what the taste is, we know what the feeling is, we know where we want to be. And until this point, we hadn't earned it. We didn't earn Yitzhak Mitzrayim. Hashem gave us that on a silver platter. But after doing us that chesed, Hashem did perhaps an even greater chesed of saying, hey, I'm going to take it away, you're going to earn it on your own now. And you go through Sviyasa Omer. You go through Tikkun Leil Shavuos. And then you're at the level of Yechezkel ben Buzi. You are seeing the Merkava. Maybe we can't appreciate it fully because we, can, we don't know all the secrets ourselves. And maybe that's part of the point. Right? You, you engage in a whole night of learning Torah and then all of a sudden, at the end of all of that, you get to hear about the Maisa Merkava, the levels that we cannot understand, the levels that we cannot appreciate. And perhaps the reason for that is to teach us that, yes, you, you, you'll, you'll dive as, and delve as deep as you possibly can, but you're still only touching the surface. There's still so much more. This is why the parsha, the very opening parsha in the Torah, Bereshis, begins with a base, as some say. It starts, the base doesn't start with an aleph to show you that you've never even hit step one because you, don't, you can't really know what was before. Right? Maisa Bereshis is the other thing that the Gemara in Chagiga says you can't really darshan um, uh, um, uh, next to the Maisa Merkava. We can't know what was before, and even at the Maisa Merkava, we can't really know what's flying. Um, you know, we, we know it's the Kisei HaKavod, we, we know it's HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Shechina, but we don't really know what that means. I believe that's also, parenthetically, why the very first word in the Torah, Bereshis, actually begins with a tipcha. It's a very, uh, it's a very strange place to start. Right? It's not a, a tipcha, um, right? so it's Bereshis, Baralokim. Right? So why, why does it start with a tipcha? Tipcha is, a connect- uh, t- tipcha is like the second trap of a connection. And I think the answer to that is that the, the Torah begins on, it's, it's beginning at point B, right? where you would think maybe at least there should be a mercha before the tipcha, or maybe a mapach pashta, or something like that that kind of introduces the beginning. Right, but the beginning that we have is really only step two, and as deep as you're going to get, you will be missing things before. You'll be missing things at the end because only Hashem is before, and Hashem was the Hashem is at the end. He's the Rashis and the Achris, and there's no Rashis before His. There's no Achris after His, and even in the middle, we we won't be able to get everything. But we try our best, 
And uh, and sometimes we are zocha after a night of learning, after a night of gila shechina, or engaging in the shechina, engaging with the shechina. Then sometimes you're zocha, and Hashem actually shows you a little bit of that shechina. He shows you a little bit of the toil. He gives you a little bit of that spark of ruach kodesh, that nevuah, um, that perhaps you you regained um, a nevuah that competes with that of Yechezkel ben Buzi, as the Medrash explains. But I, I thought that perhaps. These were some of the things that we can be inspired by and think about when we are learning the Maisim Merkava and appreciating that, again, when we are reaccepting the Torah, what we are really going for is, on our own level, to create that sense of Gile Shechina. And it, it, and it comes from really soaking in the light of Hashem's Torah, the learning that you're going to do on Leil Shavuos. And it, and it, ha- it has to come from that readiness. It comes from the growth that you put in during Sfirasa Omer. It comes from that growth that you put in during Tikkun El Shavuos. And we should be Zochet to really experience that. On whatever level that we are able to appreciate it, we should be able, in fact, to appreciate it and to, and to experience on the level that we can that Gilei Shechina. As always, if you enjoy sharing like this and others on the podcast and you want to partner up with us with a sponsorship, or if you have questions, comments, concerns, recommendations, or you want to join the database podcast WhatsApp group, where you'll find links to every uploaded share and links to every share that I repost due to their relevance, then all you have to do is reach out to me at the database at gmail.com. That's the data then base, B-E-I-S at gmail.com. But until next time, at the next Haftorah, where we will discuss the Haftorah from Chavakuk, I want to otherwise wish you a wonderful rest of your week, a wonderful Shabbos, and a wonderful Chag Shavuos. Thank you for joining us here at the database.